You're listening to a CNA podcast. Hello, hello. It's the Money Talks podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Heng, here to bring you conversations on all the things you can do with your money. Don't you love those? And that includes, of course, the money in your CPF. That's right. You can invest your CPF money. And we've got two episodes dedicated to how you can do just that. Just look up Money Talks on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and take a listen. Now, today's episode is more utilitarian because we're talking about your utilities. Haha, <laughs> get it? All right. So for decades, we've only really had one electricity provider to go with, right? And then in 2001, the retail electricity market opened to competition for business consumers in 2001 and then to residential households in 2019 when it was fully rolled out to all consumers. Today, there are eight open electricity market retailers, excluding state-owned SP Group, giving residents here a wide variety of choice. But you know what they say, with choice comes option paralysis, right? <laughs> so how do you pick the electricity provider that's right for you? Is cheaper always better? What are the plans that will work best for you? And finally, what happens if your electricity retailer closes shop? Let's plug in and get some help making the switch with Joel Ko from Seatly. Hey, Joel, welcome to the Money Talks podcast. Hello, Andrea. Thanks for having me. Okay, so eight electricity retailers. Our brains are going to short circuit from the number of choices we have out there. So is it really down to price, Joel? Because when it comes to choosing the best electricity provider, there must be more to it than that, right? In terms of electricity, it's actually a non-differentiated product. Okay. Like it's just electricity. Right. Not and much by, by, by non-differentiated product, you mean that there really isn't that much to compare? Yeah, it's basically all the same. It's basically all the same thing. So how is it that some retailers can offer cheaper deals compared to others if it's a non-differentiated product, as you say? So in terms of like these cheaper deals, perhaps they have tie-ups or partnerships with the banks. Mm-hmm. A lot of them banks have the credit cards. But I believe their margins should be quite similar because I've been looking at the prices for quite a while mm-hmm. and the difference between them is very minuscule. Right. It's just like maybe like if you calculate by, let's say for example, a four-room flat, mm-hmm. then you consume the average consumption I'm looking at. It's about like a few dollars difference only. So it's not very substantial. Oh, okay. Okay. So I read about things like a fixed rate plan yeah. versus a discounted off-regular tariff. I mean, first of all, Tell me what these two things are. What is a fixed rate plan and what is a discounted off-regular tariff? Okay, to explain that, you have to understand the regulated tariff. Mm-hmm. So for the regulated tariff is provided by our national provider, SP Group. Mm-hmm. So they offer like the tariff at a fixed price, which will change every quarter okay. based on like the price of electricity to generate that electricity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a fixed plan is a plan where it's based on the regulated tariff. They give a bit of a discount on it. Okay. And you basically lock in the price for, I think there's durations from six months or ranging all the way to 24 months. Right. So a fixed rate is basically like your loans when you, when yeah. you go to the bank, right? Yeah. You lock, a fixed rate is something that is usually discounted off the regular tariff price yes. and you lock in that price. Yes. And if there are further discounts or the price goes down according to what SP Group charges... Yeah you kind of lose out. Yeah, 
Okay. Let's say the price of electricity goes up, it spikes up. And then you benefit yeah, from you that benefit. because you locked in a lower yes, price. Yes. Okay, okay, fair enough. And a discounted off regular tariff, what does that mean? Okay, so it's just a percentage discount off the regulated tariff. Okay. So we'll go with the regulated tariff. So basically, let's say the regulated tariff is, for example, now it's about 29.96 cents mm-hmm. after GST mm-hmm. currently for this quarter, then you get maybe a few percent discount off it always. So it will always be cheaper than the regulated tariff. Ah, and this changes obviously from quarter to quarter. Yeah, this changes from quarter to quarter, but it will always be cheaper than the SP regulated tariff. Okay. So this works well if, let's say, the price goes down. The price of electricity actually goes down. Mm. So we always be guaranteed like a cheaper price in the SP regulated tariff. Okay, yeah. okay. And that is offered by all the electricity providers. I say at the current moment, there's only fixed price ah, plans available. Okay. Only, yeah. So no one is offering the discounted yes, off regular tariffs. Yes, they discontinue it for a while. Right. I understand that now. That was a smarter move, if you <laughs> ask me. <laughs> okay, so help us understand how is it that electricity providers even calculate our electricity bills? What goes into the breakdown? I think there's no need to delve too deep into the nuts and bolts. But if you're interested, you can read up about it on the SP website. But Basically, these retailers, they buy electricity wholesale from SP. Mm-hmm. Actually, currently, most of them are actually gen coals. They generate their own electricity as well. Right. Yeah, and they sell it back to you. That's why they can offer like a, a cheaper rate because they buy it in wholesale in bulk. Is there a way then that we are able to check if any of those calculations are correct? You know, when we look through our electricity bill and say, yeah, we do want to delve into the details a little bit. How can we be assured or at least learn to identify if something in the bill is not right? So the most direct way to look at it would be to compare your bill Mm-hmm. to the past few months and if the price suddenly spiked up you can contact SP and inquire about why this happened because mm-hmm. for most of households in Singapore they use a cumulative meter where SP Group sends meter readers to record your electricity every like uh, two months or so yes I've encountered those before <laughs> they're usually very nice yeah they're just doing their job so yeah. on the month where your meter is not red right so they'll estimate the consumption based on there's some methodology to it mm. yeah so estimates might be a bit off so if you see a big difference in your electricity bill, you can just call them up to check. And, okay, yeah. it's good that there's that avenue for us to sort of flag if any issues arise from our electricity bills, right? Yeah. When we are looking at choosing an electricity provider, and assuming, of course, this is not going to be SP Group, there are certain terms and conditions that we need to look out for, right? How much of a discount, for example? When will that discount expire? What kinds of terms and conditions should we sort of eyeball in the contract before we sign up with the electricity provider? When it comes to this, I think the main thing you have to look out for is the deposit that you have to put up. Right. So if you break the contract, like you sign them, you have to pay the deposit. Mm-hmm. And I think to look out for is those promos. So in terms of the promos, right, you can actually get quite a bit of a discount mm. on your bills. Like some of the retailers offering, like if you sign up for, let's say a 24-month plan, you get like 100 plus dollars off. Right. If you use a certain credit card and set up a recurring payment, you refer to your friends, then mm. it adds up to quite a bit. Oh, okay. So is that something that you would recommend looking out for? Yeah, that's the main thing to look out for because the price of the electricity is roughly the same if you compare it. Hello everyone, my name is Stephen Chia. 
and I'm host of CNA's weekly news podcast, Heart of the Matter. Each week, my job is to ask the questions you have, like why is the COE so high? Why aren't singles dating? Or what's going on with the red-hot property market in Singapore? If you want the views behind the news, then tune in each week as we get to the heart of the matter. We are on the CNA and Me Listen apps and wherever you get your podcasts. Hit follow or subscribe so you don't miss an episode when it drops. I know you said that electricity here, at least, it's a non-differentiated factor, mm. non-differentiated product. Yeah. But at the same time, you also did say that there are some providers that generate their own electricity because they buy wholesale from SP and then they generate it themselves. So should we be concerned about the quality of electricity when we're buying from alternative retailers, if that's the case? No, there's no worry about it because it's all fed back to the grid and the electricity you get is the same. So it's really quite a stable product then when it comes to electricity in Singapore. What about a retailer's track record? Is that something that's a good gauge for us? I mean, if an electricity company has been around for a while... And you know how Singaporeans like to do a bit of uh, digging up and investigating and sleuthing online, checking whether there are good reviews or not, whether it's down to pricing or customer service. Does the retailer's reputation matter when it comes to choosing the electricity provider that's suitable for you? I don't think so because what happened when the open market electricity plans started out in, I think it was about 2017 mm-hmm. when it started rolling out. There were like tests, they test certain regions, that kind of thing. Yep. Then I think it all rolled out in 2019. Yeah. So there were 12 retailers mm. on top of the SP group. So there were 13 in total. Yeah. And four have dropped out since yes, then, right? Yes. So what's the understanding of there? What happened there? So I think it's in terms of what happened was that there was consolidation because mm-hmm. if you notice back in like 2021, mm-hmm. there are some factors that happened like, for example, the Russia-Ukraine war. These mm-hmm. are one of the major factors that pushed up energy prices. Right. And there's COVID. Then after the reopening, there's a huge demand for oil. Mm-hmm. So Singapore's power, about 95% is generated via natural gas, mm-hmm. which is the byproduct of crude oil. Yeah. So the price is very dependent on the demand and supply of crude oil. So it's very, very volatile. So what happened with the electricity retailers is that the price of crude oil spiked up. Mm-hmm. I think it went up to like about US $120 a barrel. And those smaller electricity retailers, the cost was too much for them to bear. Mm. They didn't have enough capital. So they had to fold and right. exit the market. So it does also boil down to company fundamentals, yeah. right? Are you financially able to sort of cushion any movements, sudden movements in the markets, like just like what happened with the oil prices. Yeah. Okay, so that was a little bit of a side conversation there. Interesting to learn, actually, because we often think that things that happen in other markets like crude oil don't directly affect us, but when they do, it hits us hard. Yeah. Okay, so there's a standard electricity plan and a non-standard one. Could you help us understand this better, maybe in simpler terms, maybe simplify it for us? Oh, sure. So the standard and the non-standard ones are subset of the fixed cost ones. Mm-hmm. So the non-standard ones are actually more for, in terms of the timing of the electricity plans. 
So for those non-standard plans, right, mm-hmm. the rate is actually different in the non-peak hours, let's say late at night and mm-hmm. early in the morning. Right. It's cheaper. Okay. So if you're using, let's say you work shifts, uh-huh. then maybe it will be better for you to go for this kind of plans because you're only using electricity at night when okay. not many people are using it. Right. Yeah. Because you're kind of like an outlier yeah, almost, yeah, right, in yeah. terms of consumption. Yeah. For the standard plans, it's just a uniform rate across the 24 And that's what most hours. of us. Yeah, that's what most of us. Okay. Okay. So you really do need to understand your needs. I mean, especially if you are a shift worker, a gig worker, delivery drivers or ride hailing services, yeah. or even people like me getting up at 4 or 5 a.m. in the morning. You know, yeah, the use of electricity is more during the non-peak or sort of off-peak hours, right? Okay. Yeah. There's also something called the transmission loss factor. And this is when some of the power supplied to your home is lost during that transmission. Are we being charged for this by our electricity providers? So in terms of the transmission loss factor, when it comes to sending electricity over, mm-hmm. like some electricity will be lost during transmission because mm-hmm. of like cabling or the, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a pipe leaking almost, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. Are we charged for this by the provider? Um, it happens at the SP group level, the wholesale level. Okay. So it's already adjusted when it comes to you. Right. And it's actually very tiny. Okay. So it's a very minimal amount, nothing for us to really take note of. Yeah, it's nothing much to worry about. Okay. Are there any other charges in the electricity bill that we need to sort of be aware of? I would think they're just the standard stuff. Maybe some of them charge a late payment fee to put a security deposit. Mm. This is the basic stuff when let's say you sign a contract mm. with a provider and then they have all these like terms and conditions that you right, have to read right. carefully. Okay. Have there been any unusual TNCs that you've come across in your research? No, I think it's pretty standard and above the board because it's very well regulated by the Energy Market Authority. Mm. They lay out there and if you look through the contract, everything's stated very clearly mm-hmm. and it's all quite standardised. Okay, well, that's good news good, and yeah, a relief. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I moved to a new home about a year ago and of course, the easiest thing was just to sign up with SB Group because it's a brand we know. Um, we've had it for ever, right? For as long as we've known. And I'm looking to try a new electricity plan because like you said, those promos that are in collaboration or partnership with certain credit cards, for example, or just different sets of promotions that help you lock in a lower price over a set period, right? Yeah. If I'm new to this game, what's a reasonable time frame of a contract I should commit to if I'm new? It really depends on where do you think the electricity prices are going. So if you looked at it for the past like year or so, from October like twenty twenty one up to now, the price trended upwards. It peaked in from July to September twenty twenty two, and it's going on a downward trend. It's it's falling slightly because of like a lot of experts were predicting that the oil prices would go up, but mm. the increase is not very much. It's actually quite steady, but still remains quite high mm-hmm. in a sense. So if you think the prices are going up or remain high, you can probably hedge it and choose a longer plan. So okay. you can actually lock in right. the price you have now. Okay, and here's a scary question. We've heard of stories of some electricity providers folding up their businesses. The largest one was iSwitch Energy. It folded in October 2021. And 90,000 accounts affected. That's a very big number. Yeah. What happens to our power if the retailer of our choice exits the market the way iSwitch Energy did? I mean, who takes responsibility? And what can we do to ensure that our power is not disrupted, really? Actually, there wasn't any 
disruption of power because SP Group is still the one handling the dissemination, mm-hmm. distribution of electricity. So there wasn't actually a disruption. Okay. So what happened was that after iSwitch exited the market, they just reverted back to the SP Group plan. Right. Yeah, so it's nothing. So that means you lose whatever price you locked in yeah. with that previous provider that exited the market and you revert to SP Group. Yes, unfortunately. That's okay. the thing you lose out on. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's a fair price to pay to ensure that your electricity isn't disrupted, right? Yeah. So whether you're a new homeowner or you're just thinking about changing things up in your household electricity needs, we hope we've done all the research you need so that you can make your decision and, haha, make that switch. And like many happy homes, it's perfectly fine if you are happy with the one you're with. Thanks, Joel, for giving us all the info we need. No problem. And thank you to you, our listener. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode of Money Talks, there's more content for you to enjoy. Simply follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, give us five stars or leave a review. I read those, you know, from time to time. The team behind Money Talks is Jacqueline Chan, Joanne Chan, Tiffany Ang, Crispina Robert, Sayu Wint, Jessalyn Tan, and I'm Andrea Heng. <laughs> <laughs>